What happens when an African travels to Greenland? We all know what happens when an American or a European travels to Africa. That part has filled the history books. But what happens when the roles are reversed? That is when an African travels to Greenland, which is in North of America. Well, as it turns out, the entire episode is nothing less than a fairy tale. So let's start. How does it begin? A young lad living in an exotic land, he gets into trouble and eventually finds a way to grab hold of the adventure that awaits him. It sounds familiar, right? Something like Harry Potter or even Bilbo Baggins. Only that, it's a true story. We are talking about Michel Kopomasi and his memoir titled An African in Greenland. Kapumasi was born in Togo in the year 1941 and he lived there with his father who had eight wives and 26 children. That's right. But that's not where the problems really lie. Kapumasi's troubles begin when one day while gathering coconuts he sees a snake and he panics and he falls off the coconut tree. His father is a Bokonon, which means a priest who is in touch with divine powers. The father then takes his son to a sacred forest where a high priestess performs her rituals and purifies the boy. In return, she demands that when the boy is recovered, he should be brought back to the forest and he should be initiated into her cult. Sounds scary, right? But it was not a big deal for the father. He said, it's fine. The son, on the other hand, just like you and I, was not really thrilled about this idea and probably scared about it. Kapamasi, just like you and I, was a good reader. He liked reading books. And one day he picked a book called The Eskimos from Greenland to Alaska. And immediately the subject captivated him. And within a year, he would just run away from home in pursuit of the Arctic. But the Arctic is far away. The journey is going to be long. And that's how the next few years go by. Next six years to be precise, Kapamasi works hard in the west coast of Africa. He educates himself, he works in various jobs and eventually he finds a way to get to France. Mind you, Togo was still a French colony back then so it was fairly easy to travel from Togo to France. While in France, Kapomasi, he uses his wits and charm to survive. He's constantly helping people and as karma would have it, they return the favors. And then from France, he goes to Germany and then 
to Denmark. But he is not really thrilled about the journey so far. I'm quoting a couple of sentences from the book. This was not the green land of my dreams. I wanted to live with seal hunters, ride in a sledge, sleep in an igloo. But apart from two kayaks, there were no seal hunters left in Kakartok. Not a single sledge, not a husky, and not one single igloo. So Kapumasi sets out north once again. And along the way he experiences his first snow and something he finds very scary and bizarre. The description in this book of him experiencing the first snow is quite beautiful. But even more beautiful description and the sight that he witnesses is that of the night when he describes, when he first sees the northern lights. And then he describes it beautifully. He says, It was like the radiance of some indivisible hearth from which dazzling light rays shot out, streamed into space and spread to form a great defolded phosphorescent curtain which moved and shimmered, turning rapidly from white to yellow, from pink to red. After some time, he reaches Greenland. And that's where most of the book this is based in. And he has some wonderful experiences there. Although the moment he enters Greenland, the experience is not quite pleasant. It's not really bad, but the way people are shocked to see a black man there it has been described wonderfully. And he's not describing any kind of racism here. He's not being political. It's just a human-to-human -human interaction. How people react when they see a different human being. So, this is how he describes it. As soon as they saw me, all stopped talking. So intense was the silence you could have heard a gnat in flight. Then they started to smile again, women with slightly lowered eyes. When I was standing before them in the wharf, they all raised their heads to look me full in the face. Some children clung to their mother's coats and others began to scream with fright or to weep. As you see from these sentences, Kapamasi is a, he's a very keen observer. He observes the local customs wherever he goes. And he travels in Greenland, he talks to people, he listens to their stories, he understands them, just like a good traveler would do. And he assimilates in Greenland into the local culture perfectly. He keeps traveling, he's always on the move. And wherever he stops, he becomes a part of the host family. And then he shares their stories with us. Eventually, life comes to a full circle when Kapomasi describes the life of children in Greenland. This I found particularly interesting.
In Togo, he had left behind a place where one had to listen to the parents. And no matter how illogical it was, he still had to listen to the parents. On the contrary, here in Greenland, he says, Words cannot describe the total freedom children enjoy in this country. It is they, children, rather than the adults, who first adopt the stranger. So the great merit of this people is that in all cases where intuition counts for more than reason, they always recognize and follow their natural instincts of their children. Isn't that wonderful? There is one irony though. If his father had thought like that and let him have his way, he might not have left Togo and experienced this incredible journey. And such is the irony of life. But what a wonderful book this is, An African in Greenland.